Thank you for joining us today at The Bread of Life. I'm Joel Van Hoogen. The Bread of Life is a program of the International Disciple-Making Ministry Church Partnership Evangelism and its local Missions Fellowship Church, The Bread of Life in Boise, Idaho. If you'll go to our website, breadoflifeboise.org, you'll find links to our radio archives, and you'll also find links to help you learn more about our overseas ministry. Your support of this broadcast helps us carry it forward. Now we turn to God's Word. In Psalm 23, we have introduced to us the one who can lead us all our days. God calls him the Lord, our shepherd. The Lord is the name Yahweh or Jehovah. It's the name of the covenant-keeping God who in name has pledged himself to his people. Here it's compounded with the word for shepherd. The covenant that he keeps is to lead us. Today we consider other compound names of Yahweh that are revealed in this song, all reflecting God's pledge to us. Of himself. He is one who comes to provide for our needs and to care for our lives at the cost of his own life. Jehovah Roe, a shepherd in rough clothes who lives with the dirt that gathers around our lives and gives himself and his life to protect us. Let me share with you these other compound names of Yahweh or of Jehovah. Here's one of them. It's Jehovah Jireh. It means the Lord will provide. It's found in Genesis chapter 22, verse 14. It's the name that God gave to Abraham when he was taking Isaac up to the mount to the place where God had told Abraham to go to offer up his son as a sacrifice. Isaac said, Father, we've got the fire, we've got the wood for the altar, but where is the sacrifice? Abraham said to Isaac, the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. There on the mount, as Abraham was prepared to follow in obedience to what God had told him to do, and he laid his son Isaac upon the altar. And by this time, Abraham's an old man, and Isaac is a pretty young and vibrant young man. Isaac could have resisted him, but Isaac as well settled down upon that altar in submission. Abraham lifted his hand to sacrifice his son, believing that God would raise him up again because God had given him a promise that through his seed all the world would be blessed. And God's angel stopped him. And then after he stopped him, Abraham looked over and saw a ram in the thicket. The lamb had not been provided yet, but there was a ram in the thicket there. And we're told at that place that Abraham named the place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. He will provide. Here's another name for God. Jehovah Shalom. It means the Lord our peace. The story is Gideon who has been told that he is going to be a mighty warrior for God and Gideon doesn't believe God and God addresses Gideon and at some point in time Gideon realizes that he has seen the angel of the Lord and he cries out in utter fear that he would die and God responds to Gideon and says, Gideon, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. You are not going to die. And Gideon has found peace with God. And a promise from God that in a violent world he was going to overcome and he was going to prevail. And Gideon called the place Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Here's another one Jehovah Rophe. And by the way, write out the second word as best you can. I don't think there's any correct spelling for it, at least it isn't on my computer. Jehovah Rophe or Raphe. Here it means the Lord that heals. You find that in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. The people of Israel have had the bitter waters of Marah made sweet so that they can drink them and not die. 
And then God says to the nation of Israel that if they will follow Him and they will obey Him and they will do His will, that He will not put upon them all of the diseases that they saw come upon the people of Egypt when God judged Egypt and set them free. When God brought His judgment upon the Egyptians and set His people free. God revealed to him that he would keep his promise on this basis. For I am the Lord who heals thee. Jehovah Rophe. Here's another one. Jehovah Sidkenu. It means the Lord, our righteousness. You'll find it in Jeremiah chapter 23. This is where God promises that he will write his laws upon our hearts. The Lord, our righteousness. Jehovah Sidkenu. Here's another one. Jehovah Shama, this is found in Ezekiel 48, verse 35. It means the Lord ever-present or the Lord who is there among us. Here's another one. Jehovah M. Kadesh. M. Kadesh, you find it in Leviticus. You'll first find it in Exodus chapter 31, verse 13. Here's what it means. It means the Lord who sanctifies or the Lord who makes us holy. Here's another one. Jehovah Nissi. This means the Lord our banner. It's found in Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 15. When nations would go out to battle against one another, they would raise up above them a flag or a banner that they would fight under. This is an expression of God's victory, actually. It's an expression of God's triumph that He raises His banner over us and declares that He will vindicate us in our battles in life. Jehovah Nissi the Lord, our banner. Each one of these names is a promise of the provision and work of God in relationship with His people. It is a promise that the undefined God who defines all things, the infinite, eternal God who is the great I Am, will constrain Himself in a sense, will condescend to express Himself in deep, intimate, personal, relational ways to us. Here was the other one, remember? Jehovah Rohe, the Lord, my shepherd. It doesn't say the Lord is my shepherd because really what it is, it's an exclamation. The Lord, my shepherd, I shall not want. It's an expression of praise. Now for a moment, just go through these names and let's look at the psalm together. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall have no needs. Why? He's provided. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Why? Because He's given me such a fullness of life that I rest in the midst of the plenty that He provides for me. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. He leads me beside the still waters. The place where I can draw in without threat or without danger. We know the story. Sheep don't drink from the turbid streams. They must be brought to the still place where they know all is peace, where they can be calm. He leads me beside the still waters. Jehovah Rohe, the Lord that heals, He restores my soul. I wonder what David was thinking about at that point in time. What was David reflecting upon? I think it likely that he was looking back upon his sins, upon his failures, those actions that he had participated in that were so awful, they brought him into such utter failure and sin that they seemed to have severed him from ever being used of God, ever being able to carry out the kingly responsibilities that God had placed upon his life, 
ever being able to claim the promises that God had given him as a king. And yet, what did David find from God? He found the gift of repentance. He found forgiveness. He found restoration. He found healing from these points. There are so many people who at some point in time in their life wish that they could return to some earlier place in their lives in which they perceived themselves to be innocent and pure. The young girl who all of a sudden delights in thrills in the womanly shape that she's taking and finds pleasure and joy in the ability to attract young men around her. And then she discovers that these young men are not so innocent. They take her innocence from her, and she finds herself wishing to be that little girl again with all those dreams. The uh, teen who went about skipping with joy, dreaming of the great things that they would do, filled with joy and hope and a sense of their own goodness and Somehow those dreams are robbed from them and they wish they could return back to that moment, that time. The individual who maybe wrongly or rightly thinks themselves as a good and right person, but sin reveals themselves to be something totally different. And they wish they could go back and reclaim the old resume they had. Well, in this passage, God restores us, but He doesn't restore us back to those resumes. He restores us back to something far better. He heals us. And He restores us all the way back to the purity that He planned for us when first He made man His own image and said, this is good. And He declares us in Himself through His cleansing that we are good. In Isaiah chapter 42, verse 3, we're told something of what the Savior, the Messiah, would be like. One of the things we're told is that He will not break the bruised reed, that the shepherd would not break the bruised reed. Here's the image, the idea. Shepherds used to take the reeds and they would cut them and they were easy to cut and they would out of them fashion a crude instrument from which to make melody on. Probably the first musical instrument that David learned to play was some reed that he had cut and he crafted his own instrument. The problem was these reeds were easily bent and damaged and when they were damaged, they weren't repaired. They were thrown aside and a new reed was cut to make new music upon When they were broken, they were cast away. But our good shepherd doesn't cast aside the bent and the bruised reed. He restores it. He takes it unto himself and he restores it. His plan is to continue to make melody, to make music upon it. He will not discard or break the bruised reed. He heals it. He restores it. Here's another name, Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our Righteousness. The Lord our righteousness leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. Our righteousness as followers of Jesus Christ takes shape in a path that God leads us down, a way that God shows us in which to go, which is the right way and the right way to live. And He guides us in that path. He teaches us of that path through this Word. He guides us in that path through the sharpening of the Holy Spirit as we read that Word, hearing His voice and directing us. He opens before us a sense by the Holy Spirit of the direction He wants us to take. He leads us in the paths of righteousness, but we don't enter those paths first. First, what He does is He places upon us the name of righteousness. He grants us His own declaration. He makes us righteous in His Son, and He clothes us with His own name, the Lord our righteousness. It becomes our new identity, and then He teaches us His way, and He guides us in His path. It's kind of like Joseph. Joseph was a carpenter. 
Jesus on a number of occasions was called the carpenter's son. But you know what carpenters do? They teach their boys their trade. So Jesus was not just called the carpenter's son, was he? He was called the carpenter. God the Father teaches us his trade. And his trade in all the earth is righteousness. He does what is right. First, for his own namesake, he clothes us and makes us his son. He adopts us into his family, all of his mercy. And then he leads us in his ways, in his path. Jehovah Shema, the Lord ever-present. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Jehovah M. Kadesh, the Lord who sanctifies and makes holy. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The staff that the shepherd used was a little crook. It had a hook in it. And by that hook, he would reach out to grab hold of the back leg of a wandering sheep. Or he'd reach down and take hold of the chest and draw that sheep into himself and bring it near to him. If it had fallen into a place where it was over the ledge, he would reach down with his staff to grab hold of them and draw them up to himself. By the way, what makes us unholy? Where is it that we find that we live an unholy life? It's when we remove ourselves from the presence of God. When we flee from His presence and His nearness and we seek to be independent of Him and the way that God draws us into holiness is He takes His staff and He grabs hold of a leg. He grabs hold of a chest and He draws us in near to Himself. That holiness, that sanctification, that a life of purity and goodness and Christ-likeness comes in Christ's presence. This has been the Bread of Life. To learn more, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you.